0: My name is Maria Romine. Uh, welcome to At Your Service, Mary. Uh, focus on uh, Legion of Mary, the legends behind the Legion of Mary, and also um, looking at the handbook with the help of spiritual directors. Today with me I have Deacon Frank Olmstead, and he will—he uh, is the spiritual director for Mary, Mother of Jesus, Curia, based in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, would you like to say a few things about yourself, Deacon, before we get started?
1: Well, thank you, Maria. I've uh, been in education uh, all my life, Uh at Benedictine College and DeSmet Jesuit High School, was campus ministry also at DeSmet Jesuit. I uh, was ordained in 1999, and uh, my parish assignment has been St. Cletus ever since that time. And it's been a real joy to be part of the Legion of Mary Curia. Uh, very privileged uh, to be able to do that.
0: We're very thankful to have you. <laughs> uh, the reason I brought Deacon in here today is because um, when we go through the Legion of Mary handbook, uh, it was written back a hundred years ago. Sometimes the language is extremely difficult. And uh, Deacon Frank Olpstead, when he gives his allocution, which he'll be explaining a little bit, um, uh, started tying them in with the readings of the handbook. Uh, the handbook became much more accessible for the members of the Legion, and uh, we want to make this uh, more accessible for all. And then for those of you that have never um, thought about the Legion of Mary or want to know more about the Legion of Mary... This will kind of give you an insight because we're reading from our handbook. What we kind of use as our, our rule, so to speak. Uh, so for those of you following along at home that just happen to have the Legion of Mary handbook, uh, which you can get at the St. Louis Sonatas or other, other Legion of Mary sources, but I'm going to go ahead and do a shout out to the one here locally, which uh, you can visit the Legion of Mary STL Sonatas, that's S E N atus.org that will be my liner notes along with if you have any questions about the Legion of Mary, you can always reach out to me at at your service Mary at gmail.com. So we're going to read from the handbook of uh, the Legio Mari, which I probably butchered. I never took Latin, so I'll get correct in a little while. it is chapter 21, The Mystical Home of Nazareth. And uh, after Deacon had given us his Alicucio, that really it did prompt me to want to do this podcast. So we'll be reading from the Legion of Mary, Chapter Twenty One: The Mystical Home of Nazareth. A particular application of the doctrine of the mystical body of Christ may be made to the Legion meetings, especially to the presidium meetings, which form the heart of the Legion system. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Matthew eighteen twenty. These words of our Lord assure us that his influential presence in the members of his mystical body is intensified according to the number in which they unite to serve them. He specifies number as a condition for the complete displaying of his power. Possibly this is a consequence of our individual defectiveness, the virtues of each being so limited as to permit Christ to show himself only partially through that one. A simple natural image may illustrate how this may be. A colored glass will transmit only its own shade of light, obstructing all the other shades. But when glasses of all different colors jointly project their shades, these unite to make the fullness of light. Similarly, when Christians, in some number, combine for the purposes of the Lord, their qualities supplementing each other, he is enabled through them to manifest his perfection and his power more fully. So when legionaries gather together in the Presidium, in his name and for his work, he is present in that potent way. It has been made evident that power goes on from him there. Mark, chapter 5, 30. You're listening to At Your Service Mary with Maria Romine with guest Deacon Frank Olmstead. If you want more information about the Legion of Mary, you can certainly visit the Legion of Mary, stlsonatus.org, which will be in the liner notes. If uh, you feel called to um, support this podcast, you can actually go to Patreon, at your service Mary on Patreon, and support uh, further uh, works of the Legion of Mary uh, through this podcast. So continuing on on, page, uh, or on chapter 21. Also with Jesus in that little Legion family are his mother and St. Joseph, who have towards the Presidium the same relation that they had to him which permits us to look on the Presidium as a projection of the home of Nazareth, and this not as a mere devotional exercise, but as something based on reality. We are obliged, said Bural, to treat the things and mysteries of Jesus not as things past and dead, but as things living and present and even eternal. Likewise, we may piously identify the premises and equipment of the Presidium with the fabric and the furniture of the Holy House, and we may regard the behavior of the legionaries towards those adjuncts and adjuncts of the presidium as a test of their appreciation for the truth that Christ lives in us and works through us, necessarily available of the things that we are utilizing. This thought provides a sweet and compelling motive for a bestowing of a careful attention upon the things that surround the presidium and form its, from its home. Legionaries may have limited control over the room in which they meet, But other accessories of the meeting are more fully in their charge, such as a table, chairs, altar, books. How are legionaries enabling the mother of the Presidium, home of Nazareth, to reproduce in all the devoted housekeeping which she started long ago in Galilee? Their aid is necessary to her. They can deny it to her, or they can give negligently, thus perverting their work for the mystical Christ. Faced with this idea, let the legionaries try to imagine how Mary kept her home poor it was and its furniture far from elaborate yet it must have been most beautiful for among the wives and mothers of all time this one was unique gifted with exquisite taste and refinement which could not be show themselves in every item of her home each simple detail must somehow have possessed a loveliness each common thing a charm for she loved as only she could love all those things because of him who made them and who now made human use of them. She cared them, cleaned them, polished them, and tried to make them nice, for they had to be quite perfect in their way. We may be certain that there was not one jarring note in that domicile. There could not possibly be, for that little house was like no other. It was the cradle for the redemption, the frame for the Lord of the world. Everything in it served strangely to mold him who had made all things. Therefore, everything had to fit to serve that sublime purpose, and fit it was the order, cleanliness, brightness, and indefiable quality which Mary contrived to impart to it. In its own fashion, everything about the Presidium plays its part in molding the member, and therefore should reflect those characteristics of the Holy Home, just as the legionaries themselves should reflect Jesus and Mary. A French author had written a book entitled a journey around my room such as a thoughtful journey around your presidium and analyze most critically everything that strikes the eye ear the floor the walls windows the furniture the components of the altar in particular the statue that represents the pivot of the home its mother above all observe the demeanor of the members and the method of conducting the meeting if the sum total of what is seen and heard is unattuned in the home of Nazareth, then it is not likely that the spirit of Nazareth abides in that presidium. But without that spirit, the presidium is worse than dead. Sometimes officers, like worthless parents, pervert those entrusted to their care. Nearly always the short campaigns of the presidium can be traced back to the officers. If members are unpunctual and irregular in their attendance, doing insufficient work and doing it irregularly, failing in their attitude at the meeting, it is because that defective behavior is being accepted from them, because they are not being taught any better. They are being warped by the training they are are receiving from their officers. Contrast all that inadequacy with the home of Nazareth. Imagine Our Lady being thus neglectful, "...about details and order, giving that disfiguring sort of training to her child by it is difficult and try to think of her as slattery, worse, unreliable, indifferent, letting the holy house go to wreck and ruin so that it is the contemptuous talk of the neighbors. Of course, the very idea is fantastic, yet more than a few legion officers let things drift thus shamelessly in the presidium, home of Nazareth." which they profess to administering at the very embodiments of Our Lady. But if, on the other hand, all those things by their perfection prove the Presidium's devotion, then we may know that our Lord is there in that fullness indicated by His words. The spirit of the Holy Family was not confined by the Holy House, nor by Nazareth, nor by Judea, nor by any boundary. Sister, brother, therefore, can the spirit of the Presidium be confined?" Catholic love for the mother of God shows a praiseworthy sense of the artistic by its reluctance to ask for the elaborate details of the life at Nazareth. We know that at Nazareth, there dwells a life that is not a man's experience, hardly of man's comprehension. Is there anyone on earth who can draw a picture of those two lives of superhuman intensity, which find in their very intensity a most complete blending of all their movements, affections, aspirations? Let me watch from the hilltop over Nazareth a woman going down to the well with a pitcher poised on her head, a boy of fifteen at her side. I know that between the two there is love such as not found among the spirits that dwell over the house or before the throne of God. But I know, too, that I am not entitled to see more, lest I die of wonderment. Bonnier, The Divine Maternity. So that's from chapter 21 of the Legion Handbook. And uh, Deacon Frank is now going to do an alacusio to kind of dig deeper into this. And he's also going to explain what an alacusio is.
1: Well, first of all, an Alicusio, uh comes from the Latin word, and it just means presentation or exhortation. And I think in the context of the Legion of Mary, uh, it's both, particularly maybe exhortation that uh, what we say in the uh, uh, Alicuzio has something to do with encouraging people then to go out and somehow live what's, what's in the handbook, live it in, in the context of the Legion of Mary, but also in the context of everyday living. Um, as to the uh, part that Maria read today, uh, there's a number of words we use uh, to describe places people live, but there's especially two that we use, Uh, we call those places houses, and we also call them homes. But the two words don't mean quite the same thing. A house is the building into which we put furniture and belongings. A home is a house that has become something much more for the people who reside there. When my parents built a new residence when I was a kid, we referred to it as a house, that is, until we moved into it we would drive over to see how our new house was coming along. After we were now living in the new house, we began to refer to it as our new home, and our previous home started to be referred to as our old house. The old house had been our home for 11 years, but now it wasn't our home anymore, it was just our old house. Making a home is one of the most important things that we ever do. Yes, it means providing a structure, a house, a condo, maybe an apartment, but that's just the first step. It becomes a home when we begin to put things in it, live in it, create memories in it, do things that are important for the rest of our lives. It becomes a home when the folks who live there become comfortable, secure, and bonded to each other. Our Legion of Mary handbook speaks of the family home of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in reference to the place in a parish where the Presidium regularly meets. After the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem and their sojourn into Egyptian territory, just out of the reach of King Herod the Great until his death, the Holy Family returned to Judea, and they traveled north through Samaria to Nazareth in Galilee. At the time Jesus, Mary, and Joseph lived there, Nazareth was home to perhaps only 300 people, it was built on a hill overlooking a valley to the east. Why did Joseph and Mary decide to settle in this small, insignificant little hamlet in Galilee? They probably still had some family in the area, but scholars speculate that they may have come back here because a great new capital city called Sepphoris was being constructed by Herod Antipas just across the valley on the next bridge. It was a walk of about three and a half miles from Nazareth to Sepphoris, but for people so accustomed to walking everywhere all the time, this was certainly not a long distance. Construction had started on Sepphoris just before the Holy Family moved back to Nazareth. There would have been work in Sepphoris for carpenters, masons, and laborers for 12 years or more, providing secure income for many hundreds of people. The Bible says Joseph was a Tektron, or a craftsman. The speculation goes on that Joseph may have gone to work every day in Sepphoris, but preferred to provide a home for his family in Nazareth, a much smaller, quieter, more Jewish community. Jesus used the image 30 years later of how the light from a great city on a hill cannot be hidden, probably a reference that came from the adult Jesus standing in Nazareth at night, looking out across that valley where the lights of the now-completed great city of Sepphoris would have shone brightly on the hill. In the little village of Nazareth, they could make a home, a place of family life, security, participation in their Jewish faith and ritual, and be shielded from the cosmopolitan, less faith-oriented, much more pagan lifestyle of Sepphoris. There was a nice cover story uh, in January in the St. Louis Review about a family taking care to make their home a truly Christian home by their placement of religious art in rooms as a reminder to them and to their children that Jesus Christ dwells there among them in this home as well, and that's what truly makes it a home. The Legion Handbook explained why the setting of the place Legions of Mary meet is so important and why it should imitate what the home of the Holy Family must have been like. Environment is important in setting or creating an atmosphere. Environment in a place, or the way we dress, says something. For instance, if we're going for an important job interview, we dress formally, perhaps, with a suit and a tie, or a woman's business suit or dress. The attire speaks to the importance of what we're doing. Jeans or cutoffs say to the interviewer that the job seeker takes this lightly or thinks he or she is so good that he doesn't have to dress appropriately for the interview. When we walk into a restaurant, the art, the type of tables, and the arrangement of things quickly tells us whether we're in a burger joint or in an upscale dining experience. We usually celebrate liturgy in a sacred space that has been built and decorated to somehow convey a sense of the sacred that in a most unique and important way says that God is present here. Not all of our newer churches do that, and that, I think, is a failure on our part. The Legion Handbook reminds us of the importance of creating a setting in whatever place we meet that is appropriate to what the Legion of Mary is supposed to be about. So what does that mean? It's probably rare that a Legion Presidium has a room or a space that is uniquely its own. If it does, then that presidium is afforded a special opportunity to put up artwork, symbols, crosses, etc. that speak directly to the unique purpose of the community that assembles here regularly. Since that's not usually the case, however, we has to have to ask what can we do before each meeting that creates a space that is consistent with and reflective of what we say we are. How can we make this space such that when people come into it, their attentions are drawn to Mary, the Legion, and the purpose that brings us all here? I like it that our Curia can meet in this chapel because a chapel is a sacred place that draws our focus to God and to sacred things. It draws us, at least for this short time, away from the secular and the profane to the much more important and necessary call of god to us through mary to bring his message to the world and to invite the folks out there to come to his church the place our presidia meets should be places we feel at home in when we arrive they should have a comfortable feel and especially somehow say to everyone that something holy and important will take place here this evening something that jesus calls us to and something his mother mary oversees and protects we have no way to know what the interior of the holy family's home in nazareth looked like but we can be certain that it was a place that spoke to the faith of that family and the importance that they gave to god to prayer and to scripture our places of meeting for the legion must speak nothing less
0: Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, so that, that's an Alicuzio. It's an extension of the readings uh, from the handbook. Um, and as you can see, that the beauty of the Legion, uh, especially the Presidiums, making their gathering place a place like a home, like something that you would see Mary uh, very proud of, that she would have uh, helped in, in creating this home and building it because she is at the head of every Presidium uh, and every gathering of the Presidium. And if you want to find out more information about the Legion of Mary here in the St. Louis area, and we also represent 10 other states, or if you just have any questions, you can reach out to Legion of Mary legionofmarystlsonatus.org, or you can email me at, at @yourservicemary@gmail.com at gmail.com. Both those information uh, will be in the liner notes of this podcast. Also, uh, if you would like to support what we're doing with this podcast, reaching out to Legends of the Legion Also, delving deeper into the handbook, uh, please uh, check out Patreon at Your Service Mary podcast and donate, and we uh, greatly appreciate your prayers and your support.